calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello. 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 Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Oh, hello, Tom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, IGN UK podcast. I'm Alex and this is podcast number 89. And of course, that's Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello. Uh, Tom is joined by Chris. Hello. And we've got our regular, very special guest, Pete Donaldson, back in the microphone chair. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it now? Yeah, it's, uh, it's more of a throne, I think. A, a microphone, th- a microthrone. A microthrone. Thank you very much for uh, having me here. Sorry for being so late. Uh, it turns out that I've kind of caused Dan not to be here, so apologies if you're a Dan fan. But that's, <laughs> oh, don't oh, no, don't say They're you all Dan fans. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, the, the thing is, you don't no need to worry that you're late because listeners will get this at the, the same time every week. Exactly. Not damn reliable. We are. Can I ask Pete, where did you watch the Champions League final, Pete? I watched it in three dimensions in uh, the Absolute Radio studio. And how uh, was it in 3D? It was good, surprisingly good, surprisingly good. But I mean, Barcelona always look good in whatever dimensions you're looking at. I thought you were going to say, I watched it in three dimensions at Wembley. At Wembley. No. No, uh, <laughs> never happened. Uh, where did you watch it, Chris? Do you, do you want to ask? Yeah, go oh, on. Sorry, tell you. You. I want to tell you. Jesus Christ. I watched it at one Marylebone and I watched it with. Prince Harry, the Rolling Stones, the Inbetweeners, and Denise Lewis. And that's not even bullshit. No. And Why then, was Denise Lewis there? Um, few, lots of sports people were there. Right. After, after the game finished, Flintoff showed up, Teddy showing. A lot of people came from the ground to the party. So uh, Prince Harry uh, didn't watch it at Wembley? No, he watched it. He was sitting opposite me. What? Yeah. You could have thought he could have got a ticket. Because my friend invited me and said, I don't know who else is going. His missus had organised it. So she won't tell me. And then it was only when Harry showed up, we realised that it was all for security, that they were keeping it them. Right. But yeah, so I actually watched the whole game with Denise Lewis. We sat together talking. Right. And then we danced together to Mark Ronson after. Oh my it's very God. exciting. Magic. What a magical night. <laughs> yeah. Just shame about the result. How was Prince, did you, so you didn't meet Prince Harry? I didn't know. My colleague, uh, my friend who I was with, um, had, a, had a fag with him upstairs and said he was pretty sound. Oh, is that a uh, um, boarding school thing? Yeah, <laughs> nice Tom. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm off of my head. All right. Anyway, so this week's podcast, we uh, obviously we're going to tackle the news as we always do. We'll do listener feedback and look at the games that are coming out shortly. Uh, but first, we've got the first details of Call of Duty's uh, subscription plan. So yeah, Activision announced it this week. It's called Call of Duty Elite. 
Uh, and basically, it's uh, well, it's kind of the stuff. And uh, this is my cynical hat on now. It's the stuff that you would expect to get with a game, but you have to pay for it. Well, so, that's not entirely true, is it? Well, no, you don't have to pay for it. You can you get elements of it for free, but if you want uh, the premium service, then you have to pay for it. So let me just kind of run through what we know so far. They haven't announced the price, um, but it basically all the kind of matchmaking stuff that you currently get in Call of Duty is that. Uh, on steroids, um, you can do loads of stuff. So you can um, you can create clans, you can do like really specific matchmaking stuff. You can create groups. Like one of the examples uh, uh, they said is that if you're into a particular hobby like photography, you can create a group for um, what are people who like photography. What are they called? Photographers. Photographers. Well, they're not there. That's that's no. That's not people who like it. There. Uh, is it anyway? Photo pervs. <laughs> yeah, them. I think yeah, we get bogged, bogged, bogged down here. So, so <laughs> the idea being is that you can play Call of Duty against like-minded people, <laughs> which is a bit kind of weird. Well, you can literally shoot them in a camera sense as no, well. It, no, you play Call of Duty, but you you just safen the knowledge that you're playing against other people. There's going to be so, like yeah, so many teenage boys who are pretending to be hot page three models. Or I'm a hot page three model. Yeah. I don't want to play hot page three models. <laughs> and all these guys going, oh, oh, shooting each other. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because you just imagine in the in the photography one, it'd be like, oh, great shot. Oh, I thought you went my picture. <laughs> so I could play with a bunch of Crystal Palace fans. Yes, yes I think that's the idea. Yeah. Right. Yes. But full, we'd all lose, room wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Missing Relegated. all the time. <laughs> Just you put perennially in the lobby. <laughs> Is anyone going to join me? <laughs> um, the other thing that they'll be doing, they'll have loads of online help. So if you're shit at the game, you get access to like pro tip videos to help you shoot straight. Um, and there'll be loads and loads of competitions where you can win both virtual and real life prizes. So that's... In a nutshell, that's Call of Duty Elite. So I think it's oh, good. I think it's good value-added content for Call of Duty fans, to be honest. Well, the the, uh, the other thing you get is you get all of the DLC, which uh, Activision cha- charges you a fortune for as part of the package. Right. Okay. So if you're a Call of Duty fan and you go and download the three map packs at I don't know eight quid a pop anyway, it's probably going to make financial sense. Is it? Is there a price plan uh, already announced or? No. So the only thing they've said is that it's it's uh, less than any comparable online entertainment service. So <laughs> I don't really know. Why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like that's expensive. It's like you know two dollars a day, isn't it? So yeah. Um, I think so you look at the wrong pornography. You can get it for free. Really? Ex, ex- hamster. <laughs> What? Oh, you need to go there. I'll send you the link, I'll send you the link <laughs> after this. Xhamster.com? Yeah. What exhamster? Wait, should we be promoting this? Why, no. why the hell not? You can, you can beat that all out, Tom, can't you? No, <laughs> I, I, no this is a, an interesting insight into the life of Chris Tilly at weekends. <laughs> and you in the evenings, and at my lunch hour. You only look at hamster porn. <laughs> it's like, good God. Now that is, there must be a group on Call of Duty Elite for that. <laughs> So, so I'm getting turned on thinking about it. Anyway, so what do you think? Um, again, I guess I'm not the Call of Duty kind of hardcore player, so it doesn't really appeal to me. I hate Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate multiplayer Call of Duty. I like the single player. I hate multiplayer Call of Duty. Um, Is that because you get shot in the face every single yeah, time? Yeah, pretty much. Maybe I need the pro tip help thing. But See, I mean, that's, I just that's the thing that encourages me to think, well, at least they're trying to help people. But uh, yeah. And that's the other thing that they said, is that because the matchmaking will be a lot more sophisticated than the stuff that comes bundled with a game, is that it should set you up against people who are hopefully as shit as you. So, but is there no a... Disrespect. Is there a no, no, <laughs> but no, no, non-taken, uh, completely. But is there a... Uh, so it's not going to come out at all 
on uh, sort of standalone. Uh, so you, uh, can you have a, like a, a service that you don't pay monthly? Yeah, yeah, for? yeah. So, uh, so, so you're not going to get that same matchmaking. With, with mod- stuff. again, they didn't really kind of break out mm, which bits are going to be for are. the kind of premium which because it's going to come with Modern Warfare 3 mm. uh, it will work with Modern Warfare 3 so you'll get uh, as a kind of you know if you buy the game you'll still be able to benefit from a lot of it's kind of yeah uh or stuff because again I don't know what but if you want the full shebang you'll have to pay X amount it's just a, the, the average anything. Call of Duty player strikes me as being you know a teen yeah not a lot of disposable income and certainly not a credit card yeah. um, I just sort of worry that they might be shooting themselves in the in the foot. <laughs> they need one of their video guides. <laughs> but um, see, they've apparently twenty million people play it online. Sickening. So Sickening. even if they pick up one percent of that, they are making a fair chunk yeah, of cash. So. I guess so. But look at the people so. that play World of Warcraft and pay for it. I mean, imagine yeah. the core audience for I, that I enjoyed is the Battlefield uh, remember they did like a sort of cartoony version of Battlefield game uh, yeah in a, like an in yeah. browser sort of uh, thing. Heroes I enjoyed that for a yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that for quite, for well, quite they've a while they've done Battlefield uh, play for free as well which is mm. kind of like the gritty version of that right. but modern modern day Battlefield yeah. stuff so but yeah I don't know I, th- I think it's kind of interesting, but um, they're going to retrospectively the price. add Black Ops and World of uh, War. Uh, Black apparently, Black Ops and Modern Warfare Two will definitely work on it. Right. Um, I think that's right. Hang on, let me just double check. Yeah, um, Black Ops it will definitely work with. Uh, maybe it's not Modern Warfare Two. Going, you've caught me by surprise. I think um, I highlighted it there. I know you're right. Sorry. Yes, at the moment it's only going to support Black Ops from launch, but uh, they have said that if more people are still playing Modern Warfare 2, mm. then they'll do that. But I, I should imagine anyone playing Modern Warfare 2 will go to Modern Warfare 3. So I think £5 a month, do you think? There are people that will play a lot of that. But that's the thing. Yeah. You pay your 40 quid for Xbox Live, Gold, or whatever it is, then you're paying your subscription for that, plus the premium of the game. It's like, hang on a minute. Yeah. But I, th- I think you're right. I think people will pay it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that is Call of Duty's uh, Call of Duty Elite coming soon to uh, a game screen near you. Uh, next up, Chris, you've got some uh, movie news. Have we got time for anything else? No, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, thanks very much for listening. Bye bye. Well, I'll race. I'll race through the first bit. Um, it's just they've announced the uh, titles and release dates of the Hobbit movies. They're in production. Uh, the first one's going to be called The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, which will come out uh, December 14th, 2012. And then on December 13th, 2013... I, I love this one. I the Hobbit. Very good. The Hobbit, There and Back Again. There and Back Again. <laughs> so can you go to the shops? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there and back again. But you know, because that's, that's what he writes in his book at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. There Is and it? Back Again, A Hobbit yeah, that's the, that's yeah. I will level you guys. Never seen a Lord of the Rings before. Oh, what? That's terrible, They're quite it? good. I think it's the book subtitle, right? So it's The Hobbit or There and Back Again by Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, what was that? Uh, the longest, ju- not the longest journey. That was a video game, wasn't it? Uh, oh, Five All Goes West. It's, it reminds me of an American. <laughs> it may as well be a subtitle of one of those. Films. American Tale Part Two, or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't realise till I got the press release how many people are returning. Half the cast from the originals is oh, returning. Orlando Bloom is the, back the, in it. Yeah, they've got he, Ian so. McKellen, Kate Blanchett, Orlando Bloom, Ian Holm, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Elijah Wood, and Andy Serkis. That talking tree. Christopher Lee is in it, so because he looked really frail. At, was it the Golden Globes? Yeah, yeah he, he looked, looked really good. frail. So, mm. I don't know. Beautiful and obviously, Sylvester McCoy's going to be in it. So that's yeah. Is and he Brett, how old? And, is he? And Brett McKenzie from who's Sylvester McCoy playing? Sorry, who's Sylvester McCoy playing? Ah, Doctor Who. 
<laughs> seriously uh, I don't know he plays character. one of the dwarves I think yeah, and yeah. what about Brett from Flight of the Concords he, he, play? he played an elf in the first Lord of the Rings did he yeah that is I hope he does some songs for this one that would be good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that is such a sort of easy casting who looks like a <laughs> yeah. looks yeah. like a kind of character <laughs> and who dated Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in it yeah have you heard who, he's, he, who apparently he's going to be playing no and this is kind of like probably a bit of a spoiler alert so turn your ears away but Smog, the dragon oh really yeah so that would be quite interesting. That'd be a lot of makeup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a mocap type kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. head and Stephen around. Stephen Fry's in it as well, and Ken Stott. You probably don't know. Wow, I don't know. I, I've served Ken Stott in a pub I worked in once. He was an alcoholic, I think. <laughs> Allegedly. You can't, you, can't, you can't say that. Well, just because he had a drink at a pub, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, 11 o'clock in the morning. Who drinks a large red wine at 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Not I. George, if, I George. What, if I didn't have a job, or I had a job where I could, I probably would. So. Not I. Tom, you, have to, you have to figure out really quickly how to beep stuff out now. Okay. Uh, allegedly so that was the Hobbit news and then um, and alcoholic man news <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Uncharted movie there was a bit of news on that the director David O. Russell um, who was announced he was directing it a while back and all the gamers seem to be up in arms about it um, he's now dropped out mm. so uh, they say the split was amicable and due to creative differences on the project so I've not heard that before so so his career is now going into uh, Uncharted territory. Oh, oh rubbish. Oh. So they were saying that probably oh. mean Mark Wahlberg walks because they make their movies together. So I think everyone would be happy with that. Yeah, um, no one really wanted him. Oh, when I spoke to him and he gave the same sort of spiel about the crime family meeting out justice and stuff, it just didn't add up with no, no with with what Sony I think wanted. And I think that's ultimately what's happened is Sony have gone. Actually, we're not happy with what you wanted to yeah. do with it. It would have been interesting because it was De Niro and Joe Pesci were going to be in it as well. Yeah, uh, just if it's not if it's not the game, it's not the game. Yeah, so. yeah. nothing to do with the storyline. So, so we did a little th- a poll on the site asking people which director they'd want to see uh, step into his shoes, and they've gone for John Favreau, the readers of IGN. Favs, director of Iron Man and Iron Man Two. So, yeah, he could do a good job of it, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty busy at the moment. He's got Cowboys and Aliens coming out, and then. He's doing that Disney's Magic Kingdom film. Was that the one that you were annoyed about? No, uh, that wasn't me. No, no. fine. Who was annoyed about it and why? <laughs> you were. I it was you. <laughs> why why I would know. I be annoyed it about it? It was just probably just someone I spoke to. <laughs> God damn him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. But um, yeah, so we will see what happens on that on the, on that front. Well, yeah, so, so it hasn't been canned. It's just we're some, waiting for somebody to be announced as yep. the new director. Been, it'll be delayed. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, if you uh, let us know who you want to be uh, stepping into the director's chair for uh, Uncharted, you can reach us at IGN UK feedback at IGN dot com. They already have. No, I know, but, but listeners to the podcast, do you stand in the director's chair as well? You kind of sit in the director's <laughs> chair. Well, it depends how commanding you want to be. <laughs> well, maybe how short sure you are. Cameron would stand in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If I was directing, I'd stand and throw things around. So you stand on the director's chair. Yeah. Even if it's one of those that's. Canvas. Yeah, hell yeah. You fall through. Yeah, you, you, you know, wouldn't support. You might collapse, and that's the kind of, I like living on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, I think we've got some PSP news, which I think you've got, Pete. I've got it. I've got a piece of paper with it on. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the new NGP may very well be named the PS Vita. Yeah. Is that true? Lovely yeah. Vita. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, uh, some other site uh, replied that according to an anonymous <laughs> source, the, uh, source, the high-powered handheld will be rechristened the PS Vita. Um, and there's a picture that has been discovered on a private blog. It looks a bit bent. I presume that's not... I saw that. 
I, I, well, I, I, mm. I think it's for a curved. <laughs> no, because I think it's, it's on, made it's clear. In the you mean that it looks like it's it looks like it's been snapped. It looks like one you see on eBay. Fourth part, fourth pair. But it looks very similar to the old one. I think the same. And then the original PSP one thousand or whatever you call it as well. So. Very, very similar. But, but uh, the, the Vita is a pretty horrible name. It's it, a biscuit, it's kinda, isn't it? But it, it always changes at the last minute, though, doesn't it? These sort of things, but truly. I, they're gonna, it's going to be announced properly at E3, and I think mm. the smart money is that that's, that is what its proper name is going to be called. But then again, you know, when they announced the Wii. Yeah, I guess so. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it's still a shit name. I know. Are, are we just going to accept now that these systems are going to have bad names from here on in? The PS sandwich. Well, I don't even know what it means. That's the thing. It means, well, it means life. life in Latin. Apparently, oh, does it? According to the other website. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. hmm. well, we're going to find out, Alex. We will. In Tom and person. I will be at the PlayStation conference in Los Angeles. Will you tell us? Hey. Will you tell us? No, no. secret. <laughs> oh. Secret. Yeah. Secret. Although you'll you'll be uh, live tweeting from there, won't you? Yeah, but what time of night will be over here? Uh, oh God, it's the middle of the night. It's like end of the day US time, so it's about five PM US time. So add eight hours onto that. What's that? About uh, one o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'll probably like be partying. Yeah, yeah. we'll send us a text. <laughs> right, yeah, I will. Okay. yeah, I'll phone you up. We'll be streaming it all as well on IGN. Yes, you can watch all the main press conferences on IGN live as they happen. And Alex will text all our readers and listeners as well. <laughs> I will, with yeah. the information. So, so yeah, text all- Alex's number. His number is 07-973-4859. <laughs> oh. Up Fifth. my bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the uh, PlayStation Vita news. Uh, Tom. Doctor Who. Tom, are you going to reveal the spoilers now that I ordered you not to tell me the no, other day? No, I'm going to keep them under my firmly under my hat. Um, okay. But uh, what's not a spoiler is that Stephen Moffat, the Doctor Who showrunner, told the Radio Times that he was not going to be bringing the Daleks back for the foreseeable future. Good. Oh well. I don't like Daleks. I think they're rubbish. Well, that's what he said. He he, he thought it was time for a rest. He says the problem with the Daleks is that they're the most famous of the Doctor's adversaries, the most frequent, which means they're also the most reliably defeated enemies in the universe. They've been defeated by the Doctor about 400 times. Uh, They must just see the TARDIS approaching and think, oh no, it's him again, and trudge (laughs) off. Um, So, yeah, so they're not coming back. There's no plans for them in this series. It sounds like probably not next series either. I think that's a good thing. I think so. How long has Matt Smith signed up for to be the Doctor? I don't know. I don't know. I guess he's probably got another series in him, at least. I hope so. Are Daleks robots or are they like creatures? There's a little thing inside them, like a little squishy ball thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that like Davros? I've never watched Doctor Who. You've never seen it? I've never seen a single Doctor Who. Oh. <laughs> You've not seen Lord of the Rings? You've not seen... Oh, my good God. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about football? I said, I said that you said there'd be food and crisps. <laughs> Uh, there's also a bit of a Doctor Who spoiler out there at the moment, which um, I've been ordered not to talk about. But um, if you really want to know what the Doctor Who spoiler is for the season finale, all you need to do is go on IMDb and look at the final episode of this series, the cast list. And there's a couple of very interesting people on there. Well, I I saw it on your Twitter update. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Okay. <laughs> um, we, we should say, as well, I, I need to say it as well, because Stephen Moffat's been getting really upset with people revealing things, haven't, hasn't, he, hasn't he, with this series? So Yeah, it's the internet, though. These things happen. Sure, no, yeah. but we don't need to... If people don't want to find out, they don't have to. No, so. okay. But uh, yeah, have a look and see what you think and then maybe just message me and tell me what you think personally. But don't message me. But don't tell Tilly. <laughs> so Message me, I'll make up some horrendous lies. <laughs> David Bowie's going to be in this one. Is that, that, that would be amazing. That's it. That would be good. That would be brilliant. Um, <laughs> did, did you watch the uh, cliffhanger? Oh, I didn't. Oh. 
No. We were going to talk about the you last... You can. I don't mind. The last episode. Great cliffhanger. Amazing cliffhanger. Actually, I did have to sub our review of it. You so won't understand it. any of yeah. this because you haven't seen any doctors. <laughs> I, I do know, I do know it because I had to right. sub our review, so I do know what that... Right, okay. To be honest, I didn't really understand the last two weeks' story. It kind of... I kind of was cooking and... Welcome to my world. I don't understand anything that's uh, happening. But you really have to concentrate and really I think that's it. what it was. I was cooking yeah. and eating at the same time and then I just kind of lost it and there was doubles of each other and yeah. they're running around a castle. Each room yeah. looked the same and it was really confusing. But then at the end, when they did the little reveal, it was yeah. am- amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know what's going to happen next, but no. next episode looks like a stunker as well. Um... Oh, was there a teaser for it? Yeah, there was a teaser, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I watched man, it on it looks good. So yeah. I didn't see and there's that. a preview oh, on uh, the BBC website as well, which you can see it again. So how many have we got left for this? So it's just oh. the last one. Okay. So it's going to be a big mid, mid-season mid uh, finale, and there's going to be a big River Song reveal, and Pete's Ooh. glazing over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I think I did see one in the set. Like I didn't see one in the 70s, but I saw a 70s one where um, a, 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 an English man played a Chinese man and it was a bit racist <laughs> I remember that, that was that in the 70s you watched that, that was, no it was a, a recording <laughs> right uh, were you at Glastonbury when Orbital played and Matt Smith came out no I oh. wish I had been though but I've seen Orbital before and to be honest they're fucking dire they're so boring <laughs> so boring I they can't even string a beat between the two of them it's rubbish I always mix Orbital up with William Orbit and the Orb <laughs> <laughs> and Bros, which is an anagram of sort of, sort of. Yeah, the Orbital are uh, the ones that did the, the, the Saint theme tune. Oh, right. the and the Doctor that. Who theme tune. And the Doctor Who theme and the tune. And the Box, they did the Box, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And like the one called Satan as well. And then the Orb did little fluffy clouds. Orbital are right. brilliant. Not, not live, they're not. Right. And they wear two little lights by they their, do, yeah. 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 But because uh, after watching the finale, I watched the YouTube clip of Matt Smith doing that because he came on stage when they did that. It's very good. Did he get his sonic screwdriver out? Uh, what did he no, do? Did he just dance around? Or just he, he, put, he, he had some little light. He introduced the song oh, and okay. he had the little lights on as well. But then, yeah, once they started playing the tune, he was <laughs> stood in the corner and pretend to kind of tweak knobs, but didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> Just pushes one of them over. Pushes <laughs> a big stack of us. Oh, I've messed it up. Yeah, we saw them at Love Box last year and we were stood um, in front of the stage. My mate was like, when are Orbital on? I was like, they're on now. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. And they were playing Bonnie Langford, not Bonnie Langford, Bonnie Tyler. And it was fucking terrible. Anyway. Grumpy There you go. Right. Last piece of news. Uh, you've seen some FIFA stuff, haven't you, Pete? I have, yeah. I went to EA's home. One of their homes, one of their many homes uh, in Guildford, and played uh, FIFA 12, and uh, I was marginally impressed. I think no, it was, it was very good. It was very good. Um, I think the much uh, sort of vaunted uh, features is the uh, new physics system and the way that uh, the the bodies react to uh, basically freight train style defenders just taking them out and stuff and right. it does look quite spectacular but I, I don't think it's one of the more interesting uh, features in, in the new FIFA the, for me the tactical defending and also the improved shot shielding system yeah. which is very exciting means that you can really dictate the, the, the pace of the game um, and I, I really really enjoyed it to be honest it was, uh, it, it was a real leap a really really, really leap I, I spoke wow. to the, the developer and he, he sort of said it's the it's by far uh, the biggest leap that they've made weirdly though because it kind of looks exactly the same because yeah. that's yeah like when they in- released the first screenshot a month ago or something they were saying it's not an evolution it's a revolution mm. it's like that Alan Bartridge sort of <laughs> I like revolution not evolution uh, but would you agree with that? Um, I don't think it's 
it, it's not epic, but I think well, if, you if you're really into players on a team, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you can't really play the conven- <laughs> with the conventions, but stuff like watching um, a player just belt it down the uh, down the wing and then suddenly pull up with a with like a calf injury or something is quite exciting. And that happens in the game. That does happen without like any any con- contact and stuff. And the idea of that if you get kicked in the knee, um, you can take a knock and then it might uh, flare up later on and right. stuff. And it, and, and it, they know precisely where you've been touched and precisely when you've been knocked. People like Lionel Messi won't go down as, as often as someone as Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo. And one yeah. of the more interesting things is that um, a team like Barcelona know each other's strengths because before you had uh, players that had different um, uh, sort of attributes where I don't know somebody was great at like long throw-ins or long uh, or or high crosses but this time around the team knows what everybody else's strengths are which is quite interesting and it really makes for a different um, certainly against the CPU sort of game Well, the example you mentioned earlier was like Peter Crouch and yeah uh, yeah yeah, if Peter Crouch is is up front for Spurs Luka Modric will try uh, higher crosses yeah uh, rather than if someone like um, Jupiter Defoe's uh, up front is a very different um, yeah. Uh, picture. So yeah, it's 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 for someone who plays a lot of FIFA, um, it's really exciting. For people who just sort of dip in and dip out, they probably wouldn't notice the yeah. the nuances. But uh, they, they seem very excited about the whole thing. And to be honest, they'd never show it off in this early in the year. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you'd usually it's like six months out. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd usually sort of you'd expect something at A three, obviously, but not necessarily a, a fully blown. Um, a fully blown display. I mean, there was only two teams on offer, Chelsea and, and Arsenal, but uh, yeah, it seems like a complete, they seem like pretty much together at, yeah. uh, at this early stage. So yeah, all good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. It'd be interesting to see how it compares to Pro Evo, mm. um, as always. Yeah, well, um, it just, you look at the Pro Evo sort of um, preview sort of stuff and it's just kind of like stuff that FIFA seems to have had for years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we're, we've improved the 360 dribbling and it's like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, great, well done. We've we've kind of seen this before. They're, they're, they're so far behind. I think with Proev, I think they should just go in a completely cartoonish FIFA Street sort of uh, just an arcade game like Virtua Striker or, or other sort of football games and just have some fun with it. Such a shame though, because it used to be the other way around. Yeah, of and course. Proev yeah. was the one that kind of mimicked real life. But, but you know, peaks and troughs. I think. I think yeah. it'll uh, it might come back around. You never know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, EA are obviously still making a hell of a lot of money out of FIFA. Oh god, yeah. Mm. It's number. There was number the seventh highest selling game last week as well. I mean, obviously yeah. they must get a boost every time it's a big football event. But um, but the other thing is, it is does well throughout the year. Yeah, because they have uh, like loads of DLC stuff. So you get like FIFA Ultimate Team, which you know you basically microtransactions and you can create your the best teams, and that's basically a license to print money for them. So yeah, well, fair play. But if they're doing a good job. Yeah, at least it's you know a change from like five years ago when FIFA was just the same old turgid shit being churned out year after year. They're actually doing stuff uh, between iterations. So and they're not just sort of concentrating on the presentation and the yeah cosmetic changes. It's genuine, um, genuine sort of physical changes with the gameplay as well. So yeah, yeah, all good. Do you play a lot of FIFA online? Pete? Um, I, do, I exclusively, t- to be honest, play it online. I only recently just got into the eleven on eleven matches. Uh, you like, you got your own player, and yeah. uh, the more matches you play, the better you get. And uh, and again, I mean, what's that? I, I've been playing for like six, six, seven months since it, it launched or whatever. So yeah, it's uh, I play it quite regularly. It's the only online 
game I really play to be honest I don't really play any shooting games or anything what so. position are you playing in the uh, right well to, to be honest, it's, it's, it's always a rush isn't it like you get in the in the, uh, oh, so in you, the lobby you, and you, you rush to whatever right. you, whoever you want to play but then you get like um, if you do play in these games you do get like a little message from people sort of going I oh, am looking for a goalkeeper of 89 quality out of 100 <laughs> and you're like who are these people why are they getting in touch <laughs> some poor fucker so, yeah, <laughs> that's <just> the goalkeeper <laughs> yeah. literally like when you're at school and you're the last person left in the the line is like, oh, I love you. Getting goals. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing. Again, I was playing a, we were playing a game. Um, I'm not in a team or anything, but I was playing in a, a, an impromptu team that had been put together against another team. And the other team was called We Hit Women. Now, <laughs> how is that allowed? How is EA not going? Well, that's not right. We're not having that. So, Teddy Walt put that team together. So <laughs> <laughs> leave them alone. Uh, <laughs> shared interests. Maybe you could have a little uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. It, it was me and Mel Gibson. And <laughs> oh, oh hit her, didn't he? Wow. Oh. <laughs> Putting out there. Anyway, who else hit women? Can you can you call it? Um, anyway, who hits women? <laughs> who, who's an alcoholic? Who hits women? <laughs> who, what about one that's? Who's both? the new director of Uncharted? Yeah. All the questions yeah. I need answered. I've got to be honest. Hitting women and being alcoholic often go hand in hand. I've seen yeah. nil, I've seen nil by mouth with the emphasis on hand. Just ask my dad. Oh, oh. can you be sued by your dad? No, <laughs> not when it's true. <laughs> oh my god! Right, let's move on very quickly. <laughs> Uh, like speed so uh, let's look at the games that are coming out uh, next week so <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever oh, yes. <laughs> 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 like being drunk Duke Nukem <laughs> after 13 years in development Duke Nukem shake it baby finally coming out my dad's favourite game <laughs> <laughs> and Mel Gibson's <laughs> oh, oh dear who's excited for Duke Nukem Dan I'm Kilby. excited in the yeah we can hear Dan in the corner going me <laughs> It's exciting in that I don't know what state it's going to come out of. Come out as. Yeah. It, 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 obviously, it's been publicised. <laughs> it even slipped um, from. Was it right. supposed to be out last it, month it as well? Was, yeah. But yeah, it slipped by um, yeah, four weeks or six weeks. It's going to be fascinating because it genuinely looked like, like it was never going to come out, yeah. and obviously. But uh, is it going to be half finished? Is it going to be like all tech with just loads of bells and whistles and shaders on top of it and stuff I, it, I haven't played it myself but by all accounts it's a 13 year old game mm. with some slightly nice clothes on it so I, I love watching like the YouTube clips of what it could have been and what it should have been yeah. and I, I love development sort of uh, de- games that have slipped into development hell and seeing what they were what they were sort of aiming at so I mean why who would pick that up and polish that up and go, there you go? Well, apparently the reason why Randy Pitchford, who's the owner of the developer, is that he worked on the original Duke. So it's kind of oh, like so a it's pet kind project of his baby, right, okay. But at the same time, he would have probably had to pay a fair bit of money to do that. Like Dan, sad Dan, our resident Duke fan in the office, thinks it's part of some bigger plan where there's going to be all of these Duke games and he's the, you know this may be you know, not so great, but the next one's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's like a 10-year trick on yeah. us. Yeah, well, like exactly. They were, they were so all... I cannot wait to see what that's like in 2025, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be brilliant. So, but uh, more positively, Infamous Two is coming out. Uh, Sony's kind of um, uh, cartoon-style comic book action game, which got a, got a nine, nine yeah. on IGN. I, lo- I um, love the first one. It was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, apparently, this is sort of bigger and better in every way. So, mm. and then finally, Red Faction Armageddon. So again, uh, a lot of people kind of think it's all right. It's not my bag, but. Um, super destructible environments and uh, uh, they unveiled a new kind of secret um, weapon in the game which is a unicorn that farts rainbows 
Huh? Oh yeah, that's true. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, I was reading. I kept reading, reading that. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I it's don't like the way. I think it's, something, it's, it's it? face slightly contorts when you when you fire it as well, which I don't like. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, God knows how it fits into the game. No. <laughs> no, Dave, you've let us down. Like guy in, guy in the office. Um, I have made a modification to the game, um, <laughs> and it's so late in the development process yeah. that they can't we've, change and, it. Uh, uh, we've also, we've also gone out. gold. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Don't don't judge immediately just hear me out <laughs> so yeah look out for that one uh, what about movies Chris um, Kung Fu Panda 2 I don't know does he hit Lady Pandas don't know I don't know I don't care really who cares about this movie how has this movie got made is it Jack Black again yes Right. Well, I guess it's all the. Did, yeah. did you see the first one? No. Yeah, I did, but I, I, I didn't really pay attention. I, I, just I, I, it was a plane movie oh, for me. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say I saw bit, something yeah. on the plane, but not the whole thing. It's yeah. what I think it's. It got good reviews. I think it's fine, but whatever. It just makes me angry that people, are, that things like this, just keep getting churned out. Yeah. It's I like, thought CGI movies were hard to make. <laughs> they cost a lot of money and take time, yeah. don't they? Yeah. We talked about it the other day, weren't we? They cost a lot of money, but they make a lot of money. They make stupid amounts, even the ones that you don't think. It's like all the go. Ice Age stuff, which I could Ice never, ever believe. It's one of the biggest franchises of all time. Licensed to yeah. buy money. But I guess yeah. it's kind of like, it's an easy sell for the dad who just, oh, I just want to, we've got to do something. We've yeah, got to do something. It's cheaper than the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. There's an animal fart in this movie. Yes, this is what we're going to go see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, another film coming out uh, is Mother's Day, which I've seen, and it's pretty good, actually. It's a remake of an 80s film. It's kind of like a horror come thriller um, and I don't know if you've ever seen the 90s movie The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yep. Mm. Good movie. Quite a good fun. Good movie, yeah. Bit of booby in there. You did? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was she breastfeeding, though? Yeah. But when, when it wasn't her kid. <laughs> don't you remember, though? I just remember, because like, right, you paused it that many times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that woman in that? Rebecca Devornay. That's it, yeah. Well, as in, like, the, the kid wasn't... The she kid was, in the film wasn't... She was the babysitter, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But she kind of... Right. Took over and pretended to be the mum. And she wants to vote for oh, herself. Okay. Yeah. You said you'd seen it. Are you <laughs> it was a long time. The 90s were crazy. If you can remember the 90s, you weren't there, dude. So. Well, interestingly, she's basically playing the same character in this movie. Oh, Although she's not, it's, woman. It's, it's not a sequel or anything, but she's playing this psychotic she woman. It? Yeah, she's Rebecca the mother. Rebecca in it. She's oh the God. mother. Right, okay. ah. And her, her kids, um, her grown-up kids, have committed a crime and they've, they're holed up in this house and they've taken some people hostage and they call their mum. And she comes over and she starts sorting shit out and she's frightening. That right. sounds and she'll do good. anything to protect her kids. And it's, yeah, it's quite good fun. It's like Hand Rocks the Cradle kind of right. scary violence and yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a laugh. For some reason I had in my head there was a foreign film. Like no, a, no. But English. it's probably not the kind of movie she's that you take. still looking good. Is she? Yes. Probably not the movie you take your mum to see on Mother's Day. Definitely though. not. No. <laughs> as, as hot as Denise Lewis? Hotter. Uh, no, I, well, I really fancy Denise Lewis. That's why I was so excited. Oh, <laughs> we danced for about an hour. An hour? An hour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like handcuff yourself I, to her or I, something. I, we were saying, the DJ was really good and we were saying, oh, there's no one dancing. I said, well, you know, if you dance, they'll, they'll all start joining in. And she was like, all right, well, you're coming with me. And I went, I said, all right. Oh, Went over. Smooth Tilly. And then, Wonderful. And then, and then no one else, no one else, they just watched. Lovely as you did tonight. Yeah. Was she like really proficient in seven different steps? <laughs> She's a really good dancer. Really? Yeah. She did she show you up? Did you pop a little boner? No, it was, her husband was there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Steve. Uh, that's Steve, a bit much. It's called Steve Finnan, bizarrely. Yeah. But not that one. Not that one. Anyways, yeah, yeah that's the movies. 
All right, well, let's uh, move over to listener feedback. Uh, I've got the first piece of feedback, and uh, actually, it's handy uh, that you are here, Pete, because it's, uh, it's about FIFA 12. It's about stupid boys. Well, I, <laughs> I, I put a shout-out on Facebook to let Okay, so it wasn't just coincidence. No, they knew Pete was coming. Oh, so. Okay, so <laughs> when you went to see FIFA 12, did the best players, for example, Messi, feel like the best, or FIFA 11 when they're just a little bit better? Also, I got hooked on Football Ramble after you were on last time. I'm going to miss it for two months. Oh. Yeah, we're on a break. Um, is that from Alex? Oh, sorry, this is from Tom Titters. Titters. Oh, that's nice. Titertron. Um To be honest, it was only it was only Chelsea and Arsenal in the uh, actual preview, and uh, there was a couple of bits that were slightly uh, broken, such like uh, so so that it was clearly that that they wanted to focus on those two teams. Yeah. It was like the, with the new physics system, the free kicks, people would sort of like their arms would sort of wobble around loads, like they were sort of jostling for position in their own free kick wall. Which right. is really weird. But no, um, so, but obviously like Nicholas Bentner was far better than the, uh, the other <laughs> player on the pitch. I'd take Nicholas Bentner. I like <laughs> Nicholas Bentner. Um, oh but no, I, I couldn't see any massive uh, differences, but they're quite evenly matched teams in, in uh, Drogba certainly seemed a lot more physical yeah. than than what you used to and he certainly uh, put himself out there in in the preview but yeah it was um, not massive differences but I'd, I'd like to, as I said I'd, I'd, uh, it's very early stages it's very early stages yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd like to see Messi in the new game what he's so, there you go thanks Tillers um, I've got an email directed to Pete again but I feel like we might have covered it a little bit but let me nevertheless put this to you this is from Gerard and he says I'm just wondering what Pete and you guys think of the future of football games for the past for the past 20 years we've been stuck with the same side on Teleview end to end stuff do you think there will be a true evolution in the genre or do you think the developers are afraid to take risks in a genre so uniformly restrained it seems like EA and Konami have run out of ideas I think it's I think it's it is hard to approach a game and sort of go what the hell do we put in this time sort of thing yeah I mean Dog on the pitch. I mean, what do See, you that, do? That's the thing, is that, and like, because like when you mentioned that players pull up because of like injuries, but without any kind of noticeable mm. contact, and then when Pro Evo had, like, had random handballs in there, it just gets annoying because you're like, why the fuck did a handball yeah, yeah, happen exactly. there? It's, it, yeah, it's it's um, one of those things where do, do they want to put that in? Do they want these random things to to happen? Because the 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 problem with making it random is it might happen more often than you actually want it to, and yeah. that's. Really yeah. troubling, yeah. Um, and it, it, it certainly with like something like the physics engine, there was there was ones where you'd sort of look at it and go, "That doesn't that looks unrealistic simply because it's so spectacular." You don't see those tackles all the time, but if you're playing against someone who's just smashing it at the back of you all the time, yeah, um, you're going to see lots of those sort of people just flying flying around and stuff. But it's just kind of I don't I don't know it's it. With the conventions of the sport, there's only so far you can go. Yeah. I think with it, I watched my first 3D um, football match at the weekend, um, not with uh, any famous athletes or anything, but, um, <laughs> but the actual the, the, the viewpoints <clears throat> pretty much the same uh, as a normal sort of uh, Sky TV uh, viewpoint from the camera. So you thought, I think that's not getting the best out of 3D, is it? Really, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of face on. You can see everything, but it's yeah. not it's not doing. You could do with like a maybe like an end to end shot or like every a, player like a lower, should have a camera on yeah, the side like of their head, camera on their and head. you can flick through them on multi screen. How amazing <laughs> that would, be would that be? Yeah, Just swearing sixteen yeah. year olds. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is it is troubling. But I, you know, I'm don't buy them <laughs> don't buy the games if you, don't, yeah. if you don't like them I think that's the the message that people will have to send in the end but 
you know, I, I wouldn't relish making a, a football video game every, yeah, year every after year, year as well. The only one thing that I've always said is that uh, I think they should switch it to a subscription service. So rather than buying a brand new mm. game every yeah, year, just DLC, you, you yeah, pay yeah. X amount and then you get like an update and an update and yeah, then maybe yeah. you get one big update a year or something like that. Yeah. I think people would pay for that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, does that answer his question? No. I think so. Yeah, no, I think it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to to play with the whole conventions of the sport. At the end of the day, you're used to watching uh, a football match on the television a certain way, and they're recreating that experience more than actually running around yourself and playing in a park. Um, So it's it's yeah, until it's a virtual reality situation where you've got a stupid helmet on and running around kicking your cat or something around your front. Again, why? I'm not fit, so I wouldn't want to do that. No. I don't want. I want to play as Messi without having to run around. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, next bit of feedback uh, that is from me, uh, and this is from a gentleman named Royce Butler. Very good surname. Any relation? So, new. He says on the uh, subject of the podcast theme. Yes. Because we were discussing whether or not the podcast team needed an update because someone emailed in last week saying it's getting a bit tired and blah, blah, blah. He says, I just have to say that you guys have the best podcast theme song running right now. Who cares if it's old? Even better than the Football Ramble. I was going to ask you about that. Let me, I'll come on to that. There are a few things in the world worse than change just for the sake of change. Change with no purpose. Keep up the good work. Um, and that's it. And he says he enjoys listening to uh, the Brits speaking our common language in a very different accent. And he's from the South. He's from the South? The, yeah. He's from the, he says he's a black Southerner, but I don't know if that's... So you're talking about America? Yeah, he's in America. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. I bet he's got a nice accent. Yeah, I bet he has. His name is Rolls-Royce Five. <laughs> so um, his, um, we put the vote up on Facebook last yep. week to say should we change it or should we keep it and the votes are as they stand at the moment keep it 75 votes change it 72 votes oh that is close can, and I, can I add mine to the keep it you want to like it, it. You I like, like it, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can, we, can we do we get a vote well, you can go on there and vote yourself, yeah. Okay, yeah. But interestingly, I'm, I'm keep it. I, I like our theme tune. Hayden Gibson, who created the, the theme tune for us, Uh-oh. messages on Facebook, and he says, "I'm glad people still like my tune." And I said to him, or we said to him, uh, "If you want to remix, remix or update it, then we'd love to hear, hear it." And he said, "He's all over it like a flannel." So we may be keeping the podcast, but theme, but updating it. I like it. Or, or maybe he could write multiple new ones and. We, we can, can choose we can, them. Yeah, we could choose. Yeah. Might, might be a lot of work for Hayden. Lot, yeah. a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> yeah and we sit there and go, no, <laughs> no, back to the drawing board. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, isn't it? So, so um, Pete, and the Football Rumble theme tune, where is that from? That's a real song, isn't it? It's a real song, yeah. It's a, um, a guy called Paul Riley. Quite a gifted, um, quite a gifted young man. Um, a friend of a friend, uh, well, a friend of Luke Moore, who does the podcast with us. And, uh, and a friend of the Rumble as well. And uh, he's got a little, he did have a little band and... It's a song called Milk and Honey. It's available on iTunes. It's very good. Uh, yeah. I think I, for this um, episode or the last episode of the season, I put the whole thing, well, pretty much the whole thing on there. Oh, and nice. It's, and it's nice to hear people sort of saying that it's quite good. And it is, it is a very, very good tune. Um, it's nice and dynamic, though. Yeah, well, I think an hour one is as well. You need something quite up and up-tempo yeah. and dynamic yeah. to kick things off, don't you? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of other podcasts out there who have um, very soporific theme tunes like ours used to be a bit didn't it yeah but, uh, in the early days yeah. Yeah. yeah and it kind of sets the pace I think yeah. uh, whereas ours throws you right in as does the football round yeah hello, like the hello bit is like because it comes off the back of some fast sort of 
Fast music. It's what the kids like. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're like in the pub as well. We say, put something on really fast and then we'll run in. (laughs) We'll go, hello to each other. (laughs) High-fiving. It reminds me of like um, like copied games on the Amiga, little demo uh, things where you right-click for infinite lives or left-click. Not that I copied games. (laughs) Not that I ruined the Amiga. I I was just wondering, actually. Obviously, in light of Cheryl Cole's sacking from X Factor, whether mm. any of our American listeners can actually understand a word well, you're no, saying. Well, I know, yeah, I can't. Um, they seem to. Um, th- there was a great clip on Fox where the bloke was going, oh, I, I don't know why everyone's so bothered about this. I mean, she sounds l- like, a, like a good old Irish girl. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, that is a different country, bro. <laughs> uh, I've got an email from uh, Luke Frolic. So he's the chap that has promised us a world map, uh, and he's got an update. So um, we're going to have to wait another two weeks for our world map because for some reason uh, you can't airmail stuff from Canada to the UK. Which seems I didn't broad. know he was in Canada, so that's... Um, right. Yeah, oh, apologies. So he's like, to go we, to that uh, trouble. Yeah, thanks Well, he's actually going to send it by horseback. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll send him something nice in return, won't we? Uh, yeah. yeah. He'll have to wait six months for us to send it there because we don't have airmail. That Damn. Either, so. <laughs> uh, so thanks, Luke. Oh, I think I have a next bit of no. I have. I've got. I've got the next bit. Um, this is from Scott Mackey, and his email address is funny, but I can't read it out. Um, <laughs> for me, the best ending for a game was in Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. The image of Zack handing Cloud his Buster Sword, then dying, always seems to stick in my head. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I presume. Uh, I presume were you guys talking about the best endings in we games? We were. Or? Yeah. What's your favourite ending in a game? Sorry um, to put you on the spot. Uh, I enjoyed Portal 2's one that I've just finished. Uh, very that, good. Yeah. And I had a big argument with a friend at uh, All Tomorrow's Parties that it is a be- I said it is as good a song as um, Still Alive from the first one. He disagreed. And I think it's brilliant. It's a brilliant little song. It is good. And Monkey Island 2 was good um, when LeChuck is your brother. <laughs> and what else? Jess at Willie. When you finally get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Munzir uh, emails in. He emailed in last week, I seem to think. And he was asking why anyone would listen to this podcast outside of uh, yeah, the yeah. UK. Yeah. So he, he had a bit of a comeback. He just thinks that Americans wouldn't understand our humour. But I would say our, our listener base is probably pretty evenly split, wouldn't you yeah, say? Well, say yeah, so. we seem to get a lot of feedback from, well, not just people in the US, but people from all over the place. So. And why wouldn't they? I would say yeah. that the people from the UK wouldn't get the humour either. boom. Why would the Americans get our humour? I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, people think it's a, a quiet taste, but our, our They might not get some of the references, well. but... yeah. We yeah. don't get some of the American ones. No. Yeah, we still listen to the American podcast. So absolutely. Yeah, uh, he also says that Call of Duty Four has the best game ending. It's an average to good story, but with an absolutely great ending, which Modern Warfare Two tried to copy. I don't remember the end of. Was that when he throws a knife at somebody? Uh, that's, was that uh, that's Two? They all end like that, Warf- don't they? Warfare Two. Right. But it's the it's the slow motion pistol shot, if I remember rightly. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. For Modern Warfare One, I think. Uh, and I'm sure I'll probably get corrected by feedback, but I'm pretty much... But it's the same kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's the same deal. Uh, I've got a question from John Martin. So last year, uh, he uh, came into the office because um, we showed all of the Microsoft and Sony press conferences live in the office to a bunch of uh, select readers. Um, for some reason, he th- thinks that Dan was a top bloke. Not quite sure. Anyway, uh, 
he remembers the one thing he remembers from that uh, kind of press conference is was Dan was the only person who appreciated the awesomeness of the Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> so, <laughs> question is, what are your favourite pizza toppings? <laughs> Quite a long way to get to that. Wow, yes. <laughs> Smashing. You're probably expecting something a little more highbrow, but no, what's your favourite pizza I'm topping? I'm a big fan of fish pizza. Anything are with you? anchovies, tuna, prawns, all that sort of stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. That, that would be my oh, number one that's choice. That's like a fancy... I mean, you wouldn't trust your, your um, normal sort of... Like Domino's. Uh, you wouldn't yeah. trust Domino's with, with uh, fish, would you? Maybe. Yeah, I would. I I would. But they don't normally do them. A lot of places no. don't do them. You have to sort of select I, and the I, toppings. I've never really had like a, fi- a pizza with some of those things on. What? No. I've had oh my yeah, God. anchovies. I've had a tuna pizza, actually. I'm a big fan of anchovies and capers as well at the same time. Oh, that sort of thing, yeah. Oh, capers. salty and vinegary. And yeah, all of that stuff. Vinegary. Love it. See, I, American hot from Pizza Express, you can't really go... Wrong with barbecue that, chicken. Oh, no, you're right. From, from uh, okay, Domino's. So a Domino's barbecue chicken. Or maybe is like good. Uh, maybe chicken goujons on the side. Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> so hungry. Anyone related to a pizza company is listening to this, it would be nice to have some pizzas sent into us, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. It does and back can, it up, though, doesn't it? And can we get one of those <laughs> Nando's? Is it, what's oh, it? A black, black, black card, card yeah. yeah. I, know so, I know someone who's got one of those. No. It's, uh, it's, uh, or you can eat Nando's. It's, it's a real stress every year. He's got to sort of re. Apply for it, but he, he does. Um, he does a full tour of um, of uh, the Leicester Square area, and uh, he some of them he'll get like cocktails and stuff. He'll have a bar spend about like ninety quid on a night, and they'll. I think it's more. Of a, it might be a gold card rather than a right. Than a, he's not particularly well known, but he's a, he's a he's just very good at blagging. There was wow. that story about Chipmunk using his black card. Did I tell this story last yeah. time? And I he, he bought a thousand pounds worth of chicken, and they ran out of chicken. And his mum was with him, and he got really annoyed. His mum got really annoyed because all the chicken didn't get out. And he ordered a thousand pounds worth of chicken. <laughs> was it? Was it for Alvin and Theodore? Oh, good. Oh, good. Please. Oh, come on. Good. It come works. On. What is your favourite topping, Chris? I'm a said. big fan. I know this is very generic. I'm a big fan of the meat feast from Pizza Hut. I see. I can't stand Pizza meat. Hut. Four different kinds of meat. The, on the, the, the pizza Hut are quite heavy with the bases, aren't they? Anything that's th- like anything that's not thin crust can just get lost. Yeah, I like a yeah. fat. I like a fat. Yeah, but you may as well just eat a loaf of bread. Yeah. What's wrong with, with meat you? on it? It's like a <laughs> like a nice sandwich. <laughs> I'm really hungry now. Alex. But I, I do agree that the, the barbecue base instead of a tomato base is an absolute winner. Oh yeah, oh. forget yeah, because there's no tomato on there. So it's no. kind of not even a pizza anymore, is Interesting. it? Interesting. Oh, but it's goddamn nice. This was a uh, great question. What yeah. a great topic. <laughs> Thanks very much, John from Canterbury. It was. There was a, a pizza I saw somewhere recently, and it was a New Yorker pizza, and it had pastrami and uh, pickle and uh, mustard, and I can't find it. I used to visit a mate in Newcastle. In Newcastle? He wasn't in Newcastle. He was in Lancaster. And he, his local uh, food emporium, late night food emporium, they would do burgers the size of pizzas oh and then cut God. them up like a pizza. Oh, you see, oh. I've seen them on Man vs. Food. Really yeah, exciting yeah. way to eat food. Well, you've got, you got the middle. You've got the Middlesbrough um, <clears throat> chicken parmo, the famous chicken parmo around sort of my, my neck of the woods, where it's just a chicken escalope flattened, like a massive one, about the size of a pizza, and then just pizza toppings on top. Wow. wow. HML sauce, cheese, then, you know, just meat and all kinds of uh, pizza I'll be toppings. honest, I've got a semi now. It's, it, is, it is absolute murder. Just but over, yeah, over breaded chicken. chicken. Yes. <laughs> That's what it <laughs> that quote from George W. Bush said his favourite food was cheeseburger pizza. Oh really? Oh, nice. Gosh. Never heard that. Elvis says he almost yeah. choked to death on a pretzel. He yep. did. George Bush. Bush. Yeah. Excellent news. Um, <laughs> but also, when I was in Chicago, we went to this pizza place when it was just like every type of pizza you could imagine, and one of them was a chocolate pizza. Mm. Oh. Like a dessert pizza, you know, okay. like chocolate and marshmallows. My and semi's gone. Stuff. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> thing is, though, I, 
Pizza Express did a competition to invent your own pizza. My missus came up with one, which was like a pizza dessert with all kind of fruits of the forest on a sort of sweet, savoury day base. I yep. thought that would have been delicious. That would have been nice. Mm. She didn't win. A brioche base, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be good, that. Nice. So, well, um, I remember the, I re- you're talking about the chocolate pizza. I remember the, when the Ninja Turtles were out, they, uh, I remember Asda released a, a chocolate and marshmallow pizza like that. Nobody, nobody bought it. No. They oh, loved the pizza, didn't they? Oh, Michelangelo. He's all over those wacky ones. Yeah, weren't they? they the loved it. Um, do we have any more feedback? Next, yeah, maybe. Henry Stevens emails in and says, I just wanted to share my musings on the Colonial Marines promo stuff you've been getting. Uh, Alex, would you like to say what we've received? Well, the first piece was uh, a burnt uh, baby doll's head. Oh, no, mate, that was me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was a threat. Exactly. (laughs) Let me join the podcast. Kill you. Uh, The second one was uh, a kind of concept piece of art of the Solarco, which is the spaceship from Aliens. And then today, we got a full-size replica Colonial Marines pulse rifle, which is a Nerf gun, which is Awesome. Which is amazing. Pictures are up on Facebook. So this means there's a Colonial Marines announcement imminent? Uh, Well, there there was one today. Uh, So by the time you listen to this podcast, there was a a teaser trailer that went up and some news. So we can talk about it. I don't know what the news was. Should we get back to Henry's email? Uh, well, uh, just on Tom's note, is that I had I either had the option of reading the press release or looking at the uh, teaser trailer because we were doing the podcast. So I looked at the teaser trailer. Do you want to nip out? No. <laughs> Fine. All right. Uh, Henry says, I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that Alien is one of my favorite films ever. So it's been a thrill to see the marketing of the game done with a little class. My question is, is a game marketing at all indicative of the final product? New. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I guess working where you, you guys work, you must have a sort of very uh, low threshold for um, tat. Yeah. Certainly where I work, I work at a radio station and stuff. You Back in the day when I was a student, like if you found, I don't know, anything in the street, you'd be like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. But like every year when it's uh, St. Patrick's Day, they'll send you like loads and loads of Guinness hats, loads of sort of tiny inflatable Guinnesses and stuff. And back in the day, I'd be like, this is the best thing ever. And you just like, just get it out. It's just clearing up the office. Yeah, like Christmas had come early, yeah. but new. No. Yeah, well, we Get recently did an office tidy, and God, the amount of crap. Oh, I know. I don't like throwing anything away, but then you just get all this stuff that you never want. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think we can see through the marketing these days. I had, I had a brilliant. Uh, there was a knock on the door last week, and um, and this courier turned up with a tiny cake promoting the new Alice in Wonderland game, and um, I got it up. Uh, they just sent me a tiny little cupcake, and it was just all smashed. <laughs> It was like there was nothing left of it. I don't know what the courier had been doing. He's literally he must have been swinging his arms around, going, "Ah!" He was like he was victimising. It was like a dirty sort of protest. He was well. And did did you put any of it in your mouth? Oh, I did. I did eat it. I did yes. eat it and scoop the scoop the sort of uh, the icing out with my finger. But, so uh, actually, I do have some information on Clone Marine. So it's coming out spring 2012, uh, and you will lead a group of Colonial Marines who uh, will board the uh, USS Sulaco uh, to find out what happens to the crew. So uh, it seems like it's probably set after uh, the movie Aliens. Um, and obviously, it's going to have big black aliens. And there. I wonder if it'll tie in with the um, Alien movie that's in production at the moment. Prometheus, oh. it's called. Yeah. yeah. So... Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, on the trailer, it kind of referenced both uh, Sigourney Weaver's character and um, uh, what was it? Was it uh, Carter Burke? Carter Burke, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it looks quite good. I mean, you just hope it's better than um, Alien vs. Predator, which I played for a yeah. grand sum about an hour and just thought, mm, gave up on that. 
but obviously this is from Gearbox, the same people who finished off uh, Duke Nukem, uh, and this was this was announced in 2006. So here we are, five years later, what are they still like waiting for it. So dragging their heels, lazy bastards. But I think it's fair to say a game's marketing is not indicative of the final product. No, you really you can't read anything into what you're you can throw money at any kind of shit it doesn't matter well, I yeah. think the, the other interesting thing is like Dead Island obviously that trailer came out and that yeah. looked amazing but still got to see what the, the final game's going to look like so. have you seen like the, the gameplay trailer the, the gameplay um, didn't they release like five minutes of gameplay yeah. it, looks, it looks better than I thought <laughs> yeah. I'm completely honest, but it's but nothing like that trailer no at no. all whatsoever so it is the game yeah. where you throw kids out the window <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in reverse <laughs> Throw <laughs> them up into a window. Any more listener feedback? One last bit of feedback from Matthew Evans. We were talking about E3 last week. Yep. This lucky blighter is going to E3. He won the Motorstorm Apocalypse Live. Wow, good Aye. work. Yeah, uh, event. So, um, yeah, so he's going down. Uh, he just wants to know what we're looking forward to getting our hands on whilst we're there. Um, we were talking about earlier, I guess, weren't we? And I was very excited about E3, eight, sorry, EA's stuff. Oh, Battlefield 3, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Battlefield, Battlefield 3, 3. And, 3 and Mass Effect 3, I'd say, are, are up there for me. Uh, I really wanted um, Last Guardian to be there, which is the new game by uh, the Team Ico people. Yeah. But it's not going to be there. So. But he's not going to be there, but could the game be there? It's not going to be there. Oh, okay. Uh, Uncharted, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on. Yep. Rage, did that win... Uh, yeah, last yeah. year did yeah. Uh, yeah. They're showing more on Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Um. So that should be exciting. I'm kind of interested to see Gears War Three, although I think it'd be more of the same. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's the kind of stuff that we're really interested in. Batman, obviously. Oh yeah, Arkham City. Um, so what are we going to uh, get hands on with that? Do you know what? I don't know. I need to find out what's going on with that. But for me, it's. Uh, yeah, playing the games is one thing. It's the new announcements that I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, like Project Cafe. So That's going to be exciting. Terrible name, but... Um, I just had another bit of feedback, which I won't read out in full, but a guy called Carl has emailed us with a, a bar called Tiki Tees that he should, said we should go to in LA. Sounds really? good, doesn't it? I it sounds amazing, well. yeah. It's a tiki bar. Uh, the drink, um, He says the drinks are a bit pricey, but the drinks have two to three times the normal amount of drinks worth of alcohol in it. It's only open through when, Wednesday through Saturday from 4th... 4pm till 1.30am it's cash only and they don't serve any beer or wines or cosmopolitans and it'll only have 30 people so God. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Wednesday yeah, you can go there is like the eleven o'clock in the morning, just sneer at people. <laughs> Who drinks alcohol at eleven o'clock? Ken, stop! Yeah. Get out there and stop yeah. <laughs> And we'll be on UK time, so that'll be allowed then. Yeah, yeah, and he says, yeah, it just sounds amazing. So thanks for the email, Carl. I think we'll probably go check that out. Yeah, there's another bar that I went to called Seven Grand. That's quite good. You know, you'll end up in the Saddle Ranch. Uh, yeah, but so that's a, a little way away from where is we it? are. We're staying downtown. Fair enough. So there you go. I think that's it for listener feedback. Uh, um, and that's it for this podcast, I think. So Is there anything that Pete, you're plugging in? Have you got a new radio show, am I think, right in thinking? Uh, I've got a new radio show. Um, Saturday evenings and Sunday evenings on Absolute and through the week from 6pm on Absolute Radio Naughties. So playing the very best of the last decade of music. Excellent. And the Football Rumble's back? Football Rumble's back August the 3rd. And... Um, Despite it, really. Uh, watch The Only Way's Essex if it's on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But also, look out for your FIFA preview that's going up on the site very hey. soon. So Good stuff. Hurrah. Um, oh, 
My mum's calling me. She realised. No chance. You say another podcast. Podcast news for next week. I guess we could trail that as well. Yeah. So well, Tom, Dan, and I will be doing a daily podcast from LA. That's Daniel Kilby. That is sad, Dan Kilby. He'll find an excuse to not do it. He probably will. Yeah. So we'll be doing a daily podcast. Plus, there will be the the kind of normal podcast with Chris and the gang back from the UK. So, and possibly um, a new IGN voice whilst we're there, maybe. Uh, that's been announced. That's probably going to be the week after, but yeah, um, we have a new person joining the team, Kez McDonald. You, you've probably, if you've heard the podcast, you would have heard her voice and you would have read her stuff on the site. So, um, yeah. So I've still got to do a podcast next week. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh-huh. Come on, all our lovely listeners need to be kept happy. I thought you'd do a big one from the States. We're going to do... I thought I had a week We're going to do three <laughs> of them from the States, but they're three bonus podcasts. Is it just going to be me on my own? It's going to be like uh, Jonathan King, Entertainment USA. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be exactly That's a great <laughs> reference that all our listeners will probably I know. know. Exactly. Look it up. <laughs> I want to go E3. Kitty fiddling in uh, LA. Shall we go E3? Shall we, go? <laughs> Shall we have an E3 here? Yeah, in this oh, room. Pathetic E3 games we've made ourselves. <laughs> I would like to release. <laughs> you can take in, turns, take in turns to do a press conference. <laughs> puppets online. That's just your sock. I don't care. It's coming out on the Xbox. <laughs> Up yours. 2012. Brilliant. So uh, anyway, look out or listen out for all the podcasts coming soon. And uh, yeah, we will uh, be in touch next week. Be in touch. We'll be. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex will be texting you all individually. Uh, stay, stay tuned for all the E3 stuff. And Absolutely. Uh, Thanks very much for listening and uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.